Find the Pattern Podcast. Make left traffic, clear for the option. Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2000, climbing 3000. Line up and wait, 7 range, for my Alpha. Mark Tower, 172, Romeo Hotel, hold short on 133, ready to take off. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Brad. And I'm Mark. And we are the In the Pattern Podcast. Welcome to the In the Pattern Podcast, episode 83. This is Chris, and along with me tonight, I've got Brad and John. Uh, Mark couldn't be with us tonight. A little work uh, interruption has him up working late, so uh, we're going to take this one without him. How are you guys doing? Welcome back from Oshkosh. Doing great. Doing great. Thanks. Excellent. Hello. hello. All right. Yes, this is our little post-Oshkosh podcast. Talk about uh, just kind of how things kind of finished up for us. I uh, I was there till well Monday morning. Oh, and this was the weirdest Oshkosh ever. If if you don't mind, I'm just I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get into. I I felt like like the hobo of Oshkosh this year. The way I was I was uh, moving around for where I was staying. So, um, <laughs> so normally, at, as you guys know, especially I always camp with you guys in Camp Bacon, and this is the first time in 11 years uh, I wasn't able to work that out um, for whatever logistical reasons and, and other people not being there and whatnot. So it's, it's just, I can't, I can't bring a, a tent and a sleeping bag and a pillow and my, my, you know, camera gear and my clothes and all that stuff. It just, it doesn't work, especially with Allegiant Airlines because they give you a whole 40 pounds to work with. So Anywho, <laughs> yeah, you need all 50. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I, I, and matter of fact, I got to the airport uh, to go back home and I had 41 and she wanted me to, to move it to my backpack, which, by the way, would also be on the airplane. We've we've still haven't figured out what what that math equals out to be. But anyways, <laughs> um, so prior to that. So anyways, as you know, I ended up staying in a house uh, with uh, Mark and Keith and a bunch of other guys that did the Cirrus to Oshkosh fly-in. Apparently, they rent homes, and we were in Fond du Lac. So in Fond du Lac from Monday till Saturday. Saturday morning, everybody's got to leave uh, leave this house, and we give it back to the owners. Um, but prior to that, the day before, uh, another house that another group of Cirrus to Osh people were in that's kind of over by Lake Winnebago, I guess, uh, was still available uh, to people until until uh, through Saturday night. So this one was uh, done with Friday night or Saturday morning. The other one we would have available till Sunday morning, uh, as it were. And it had a car available to it. A, uh, uh, so that was interesting. So anyways, so... Saturday morning, we get up at the uh, before before the sunrise at like four something in the morning, and head to the airport um, with this car that belongs to the other house. Um, and I drop off uh, Mark and uh, and Keith over at uh, over at uh, their plane, and uh, they wanted to be off as soon as uh, as soon as uh, possible 
whenever departures start, which is uh, 6 a.m. So uh, I drop them off at 5 o'clock, help them get stuff loaded up, and then I take that car and just head to regular gray lot parking. Um, so uh, where, where you'd normally park if you're just general admission coming in. So anyways, um, I do that and then I, then I'm, I'm, I want to, you know, get a photograph of them departing in the morning. So I'm, and so I'm running back towards the gate to get in. Every gate is closed. And this is kind of weird because I feel like in the past, especially camping on site, that I could just like walk to any one of these gates and get in on the air, on the grounds at any time in the morning. I never remember not being able to do that. So anyways, I'm walking and walking and walking forever. Fine. I'm, I've made it all the way from gray lot. Okay. Which is just a little bit West of where our camping was, right? Maybe quarter mile west of yeah, where we camp. Yeah. It's right behind it. Right. Yeah. Between our campsites basically on the road. Yes, exactly. I made it all the way down to the, um, you know, where the entrance to vintage is, uh, you know, not, not too far from our old camp bacon site. Couldn't get in there, kept walking down further. And there was a bigger gate for like vehicles to go in and out of that. I talked to someone in there and they let me in. So I was able to walk quickly and get down there. And I just caught uh, Mark and Keith taken off. Uh, they were second in line that morning. They, they were off by like 6.02 in the morning. So caught a picture of them uh, taken off. And, um, and then uh, just basically I, I kind of perused around the, uh, the, you know, vintage area and just kind of all over early, early in the morning while no one was there. It was kind of nice. That's the best it, time. Yeah, it is. It is nice. Other than the wet shoes, because the ground oh. always has so much dew on it. <laughs> and the getting up that early. But if you can, if you can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, dawn patrol is kind of fun. Yeah. But anyways, um, so uh, the the night I think it was the night before. I'm hanging. Oh no no no! Maybe it was er- later in that day. I'm back at uh, Camp Bacon. And, um, or it could have been the day before, I'm sorry, but in either way, um, um, we find that, uh, uh, someone has, someone has a RV still sitting there that, that the RV company hasn't came and pick up. And the person that was staying in it is, is no longer, you know, has already went home. Uh, what's her name? Cherokee Sue. Is that right? Comanche Sue. Comanche. There we go. Pro- apologies for that. Comanche Sioux. So, uh, props to Comanche Sioux for uh, for uh, allowing me to to borrow that, even though she wasn't there. But um, um, Dan had uh, gave her a call and and got the okay for me. So I was like, cool. Well, that kind of solves a problem. I don't have to worry about figuring out where I'm going to stay Saturday night. Although I could have stayed in that other house, no problem. I would have been all by myself, but whatever. So, anyways, uh, stay the night. Uh, in in the RV for uh, for Saturday night, and then uh, and then Sunday. So uh, it Sunday basically it's just me, Dan, and um, uh, who was staying with Dan? Do you remember? Jim G. Yeah, Jim G. Jim G. was staying with Dan. So in in the, in their RV. So um, we're the only ones left, right? And so we're just sitting outside, you know. 
hey, talking. I, and, I was there. I helped break down the white elephant. No, yeah. Well, I'm just saying way after that, in the evening. Yeah, okay. In the evening. Um, you had already gone home at this point, and, and we were the only ones left there. We were having a beer and stuff, and and someone comes and hooks up to the RV to take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh crap! I got to get my stuff out of there, right? So I run over oh, there. Luckily, funny. yeah. <laughs> so luckily, um, luckily, I'd have everything was packed up and ready to go because my flight uh, t- uh, at, at Appleton was 7 a.m. So I was I was good to go for just going to sleep, getting up, getting my stuff, and leaving. And now um, you're homeless, right? You know. So now it's Sunday at like I don't know. It, it's it's got to be eight o'clock or so. And cause it's already, you know, sun's going down and stuff. It might be almost eight 30. And I'm like, Oh crap. I go grab all this stuff. And we talked to the guy and, um, and, uh, he said, he says, Oh, he goes, well, no problem. He goes, I, he goes, I do need this. I do need this RV, but I've got some others around some other campsites and I'll just move you to one of those. I'm like, Oh, okay. So, uh, we follow them uh, to a different campsite that's like just down the road. If if you go straight down the road towards that uh, towards the first uh, red bathroom building, and then just off to the right, it was right there. So no, not too much further. So it had no power. Um, the batteries were all dead and everything. So um, I just basically went down there and and uh, went to sleep around you know nine or ten o'clock at night. Um, but I, at least I had a place to sleep for Sunday night. You know, it was, it was just the weirdest Oshkosh I've had. So, <laughs> but, uh, got it all sorted out. And then, uh, and then Dan was so kind to, uh, get up, um, at, at five and come over and, and, and grab me and drop me off at the, uh, at the bus lot, uh, where the, where the buses, um, I don't know if you want to call it a depot or whatever, but they, they, they pick you up to take you to the different places. But, uh, cause I called a cab. Um, I originally, I'd originally set up for a lift uh, and then I was like, I don't feel confident that someone's going to pick this lift ticket up, uh, this lift ride up on a Monday at like five in the morning. I was like, I, I just have my doubts. So I just called for a cab. And so for future reference, cab to, uh, cab to Appleton is 65 bucks. So now, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's always an adventure, but that was uh, a little stressful for a little while. Well, John, you had a departure adventure. Yeah, it was uh, my first time getting a golf cart ride through the grounds at Osh, you know. <laughs> now we got, uh, uh, I guess, was I, am I the last one to fly with you, Brad? You are. You were, you've, you successfully avoided the trauma of flying with me <laughs> the longest. Good job. Yeah. So now I just need to fly with Mark then and I've hit everybody, so... <laughs> Getting there. I'm getting there closely. I, I haven't flown in the right seat with any of y'all. Nope. Maybe we can do that when uh, next week, John. No pressure. Uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have enough time. <laughs> you got I this. Physic- <laughs> I was physical them today. No, actually, the problem is, is that I'm going to be single parenting for a week starting on Wednesday. So I have no. It's fl- fine. <laughs> Go do steep turns with the kids in the back. <laughs> Stalls, slow flight. In what back? <laughs> Flying an RV twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no backseat for you. Uh, yeah, no, that's not gonna work. As much as I'd love to, this time not gonna work. Maybe the next time you're in DC. 
More on more on me actually flying later. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but I did touch an airplane. I mean, for the first time in how long now? So I mean, that was you know great. Sat inside one and everything. Yeah. I know it was amazing. Didn't even have to make your own uh, airplane noises. And you no, lived I to didn't. tell the tale. I did, and Owen did too. Owen did great. He did. He did. Um, so yes, thank you, thank you very much, Brad, for the lift down to Milwaukee because it definitely beat the um, two-hour bus ride with stops. You're very welcome, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, I've done the departure before, but we just came back around. That was in the Mooney with you, Chris, actually. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. when uh, Kent. Um, yeah, Kent, Kent shook. Yeah. Yep. So it's my second time doing that, but it was Owen's first time. Um, he had already done the helicopter ride earlier, but this was his first time in a um, in the airplane. So he did great. Um, I knew it was fine when I heard him move the mic in and say, uh, go higher. Right. <laughs> That's when I was like, okay, we're good. We're good. Um, That's the so. next leg. Yeah. So I, I, I just want to say the Milwaukee approach controller was so exasperated by oh my gosh <laughs> all of the dumb that was happening <laughs> um she was telling people just stay out of my class charlie like oh don't, don't come in we ain't got time for you here right now wow and it was one of those where you could only hear half the conversation too right because i didn't yeah. hear the other especially that whatever that one airplane was that was over the lake or something <laughs> It, it was fascinating. I mean, she was just at, at one point she gave me like, a she, she gave me a clearance with like five things on it. So it was like, you know, here's your altimeter setting, verify that you have information x-ray here's, you know, set up a left base for runway two, five, right. And this and that, and the other thing, oh, and where are you headed? Like, you know, all of this stuff. And I actually was able to keep it all in my head and, and give her the response back. And she was just so relieved. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't have to repeat myself. How nice. Oh my gosh. That was a mouthful. Cause I was sitting there like, Oh, Oh, I lost the, I lost the squat code already. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. It was squat code and like all of this stuff um, was coming in and I was surprised that I didn't need any help with any of it, <laughs> but, but I was on my game. Um, I, I, I was doing okay that day. I mean, she didn't need a whole lot from us. I mean, on our side, it was actually pretty easy. It was just listening to her talking to everybody else. Right. Um, she was just like, I, she asked me how I was going to get to the airport. And I was like, I'm going to pass to the north of these antennas. Cause I knew she was going to have to give me, advise me of the antennas. So I took that off of her list and then I'm going to go down the lakefront. I'm going to set up the right base. And she was like, that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Can you do that all on your own? I'm busy. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, much. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It was that. And then the next thing she said was, you know, over to tower. Yeah. It was fun. And then, yeah. So we, we got in, you know, Owen was a real trooper. He had a moment in the plane um, before we, before we turn the key, um, he had a little moment of doubt, uh, but John talked to him and, and, uh, he did great. He had a good time. He was glued to the window the whole time looking outside, <laughs> um, and saying, go higher. 
and uh, he, sp- he spotted an airplane that flew right underneath us out of Fond du Lac. Um, and uh, yeah. So did you guys, so right before we landed, um, a jet came in uh, and they were just loading the humans from the jet onto, into a couple of big like Suburbans or something, uh, big black SUV kind of things. And they hauled them away and, you know, we pull in and stop and the crew is out there and they're doing the post flight and, you know, just getting the airplane buttoned up for the, for their stay. And the, the captain sees Owen get out of the plane and he's like, Oh, did you just come from Oshkosh? And, you know, (laughs) shooting the breeze. And then it sounded like they brought in like all of the excess catering that wasn't consumed by the passengers so did you guys like eat well and everything while you were hanging out at Signature? Um, no, we ended up not eating not eating too much there. But Owen was, I think, glad to have a spot to just kind of sit with power and Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was actually really nice because, I mean, they were just like, hey, just hang out in the crew um, in the crew lounge for a while. And uh, it was basically just us for a bit of time until we were like, hey, can we get the shuttle back over? And they shuttled us over to the terminal. And then we, you know, waltzed right through security because it's Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> Did you go I, to I, the recombobulation area? Uh, yes. Yes. And then and then passed by the shop that had all of the shirts about the recombobulation area. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, they were great there. Um, still can't believe they waived the fee. That was nice. I, yeah, I was really happy. They were like, oh, you're not getting fuel. Then we're going to waive it. And I'm like, isn't that opposite of yeah. every other? But they're like, we, we, you know, we're having a hard time getting fuel or something. I forget what it was. But yeah, they, they were low on gas. And so if you didn't need gas, they were, they waived the, the fee. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so that was, I mean, that, that experience was great. And it definitely, um, it it made traveling a lot easier and yeah oh and like i said i mean he had a fantastic time i think he was just a little confused because i think part of him was thinking we weren't going home we were going for a plane ride oh and then eventually and so he was just having a moment where he's just like wait a minute i thought we were going home like i wanted to go home and i'm like because i went in there and i was like buddy like we're this is gonna be easier (laughs) (laughs) i was like you can do the bus ride if you want, or we could do this and we'll be there in like half the time or a quarter of the time. Right. Um, and I think once he kind of understood like what, what was actually going on. Cause he just kind of got confused in his head for a minute. He's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, we're good. I can, I can <laughs> handle that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, show me, you can use the seatbelt. Cause um, I think actually on the plane was one of the first times he'd really been like able to like do it himself. Um, when we flew the Southwest plane up there, so I was like, hey, show me. It's the same thing. You know, you know how to do it on the other one. And he showed me and I was like, perfect. You're good to go. <laughs> so, yeah, it worked out well. I'm surprised all the bags fit. That was my biggest worry. Oh, in the, in oh, the plane. In the plane? Uh, yeah. I knew they'd fit with the, you know, I knew we'd have enough room. But I, I, my big thing was he has to sit in the left seat or the right seat, rather, right rear seat so he can be near, near the door. I've, uh, I've just never flown with actual baggage. <laughs> Oh, in a little plane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's always been my flight bag. Get your Tetris <laughs> game out, you know, go. You have to do for real cross countries where you like stay in a hotel and 
you know. You know, one day. <laughs> that's the goal. Well, with Owen now, you know, I think that's the thing um, with Ash for me was just getting to see that, like, he still is kind of into this. I don't think it's like right now, it's not like his favorite thing in the world. Obviously, that's Minecraft. So, you know, whatever. We can't do <laughs> Minecraft. Um, but, you know, I heard that's really cool or that's the coolest thing I've seen or like, wow. And like, he was definitely like super interested in it. Um, he thought the flying part was cool. He's excited to go up with me. So good. I mean, I think in the end, like that, that's like what I wanted out of this experience. Like, can you do it? And can we not just like have meltdowns? And to honestly, he had no real meltdowns. Um, so that turned out really well. And just, all right, get that out of the way and then will you have fun and want to come again and he does so um, we're talking about about planting that seed you know and seeing what they think so we're talking about going to uh turns out i found out the other day actually that andrews is doing their air show in september um i don't know if they didn't do the may one this year or something or because usually it was in may but maybe they're doing two or it's a different one i don't know but thunderbirds are going to be there and a bunch of other stuff so um I think I'm going to try to take him to that. And he said he wants to go fun. Nice. So we'll see. So that's at Andrews air force base. Yep. Nice. I can't yeah. land there. Oh, you can once. No. I mean, we yeah, have just to the once <laughs> you have to, uh, and, and getting there is fun too, because you have to go to FedEx field. Um, and then they bus you over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cause they're like, yeah, you're not driving here either. <laughs> right? Yeah. They were uh, like, we will bus you and then escort you onto the uh, tarmac, and then you will be fenced in here until we bus you away. <laughs> yeah. that, that's kind of how Luke days are, too, when they do yeah. the air show at Luke Air Force Base. They do off-site, off-site yeah. parking and shuttle buses to the entryway. But so, I mean, I, I took Owen a couple years ago, but he was, what, three? He doesn't remember it. So Yeah, it'll be different this time. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah, my own return journey was uh, was pretty non-eventful. After on Saturday, after dropping John off uh, and Owen off at in Milwaukee, um, which was a hoot. The the return was fun. I I picked up flight following uh, from ATC, and they actually kept me on it until I I dropped off because I was I wasn't able to hear him anymore. Um, I was I was getting down low to get ready for the Fisk approach. Um, but in the in the I don't know, 60 miles that I was on flight following with them. I think I had 10 traffic advisories. <laughs> <laughs> all come in the other direction. All go in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yep. It was all like 11 o'clock opposite direction. Altitude indicates blah. They're like, yeah, got in sight. Um, but then the, the arrival was a total non-event. There was one plane ahead of me and, uh, and that was it. Came in, landed two seven, tied it down. Um, you know, got a ride back on the bus, and uh, and then on Sunday we packed up, helped break down the the white elephant, and and packed up uh, Camp Bacon as best we could. Try to try to leave it uh, better than we found it, hopefully, and uh, helped helped out with the the mayor and and whatnot. Um, and then we we managed to get a ride. Um, in the smoke oil car uh, all the way out to the plane, which was nice. great because we had no idea how we were going to carry the 50 pound tent and the, and the 25 pound cots and the, you know, all of the other gear out there um, would have 
not been so much fun, but we got a ride all the way out to the plane and um, fl- flew the departure again. Um, it was very quiet on Sunday. Um, there were very few planes arriving or departing. Um, so it was really, really easy to get out and uh, had an entirely uneventful flight home. Um, I don't think we had a single, we didn't pick up flight following on the way home. Um, but it, uh, it, I, I shouldn't say that we almost, we almost had a midair. Um, there was a Cirrus behind us and I was actually, I took a screenshot of four flights so that I could get the tail number on the way out. Um, Lima, Victor, Golf, Quebec, Foxtrot. And I don't know what country has Lima as their, as their code. Um, but they took off after we did and proceeded to just drive right up behind us. I mean, they, they were well under a thousand feet, probably 500 feet behind us, uh, at the same altitude. And we made an evasive shift and, uh, they passed by cause of course they're faster and, uh, um, but that was it. That was the only traffic that we really encountered on on uh, on the ride home. Did you say it starts with LZ? Lima Victor. Oh, LV. Okay. Argentina, possibly. What was it? Yeah, Argentina's LV. Okay. So an Argentinian Cirrus uh, nearly nearly drove up into our tail. And I was like, he's got to be getting traffic alerts. Right. He has to be. And in that you know, big expensive Cirrus cockpit. I'm getting traffic alerts with my generic old 430W and uh, whatever. <laughs> he he's, didn't, he's didn't do shoot. anything. Had the autopilot on, I imagine, and just was heads down in the cockpit. I don't know, but we made it. Uh, we, we evaded and they plowed right through where we were. Um, and mm. it's like, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That was the that was the only interesting and exciting part of the of all of the flying really, um, that we did. the The trip with Owen was great. It was it was not overly bumpy, and it, there was nothing scary about it. That's nice. Although I guess we did discover that the the departure thing where you're supposed to maintain at or below thirteen hundred feet, which is five hundred AGL on departure until you're four miles out. That doesn't apply to Cirrus jets either, because yeah. they mm. plowed right through the arriving traffic when John and Owen and I were departing. Wow. Well, maybe jet traffic has a different. Well, they're on an IFR flight plan. Does that matter? I don't know. There's still arrivals coming through. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Speaking of uh, oddball Cirrus stuff, uh, I I saw there was. A handful of, or maybe just a couple, uh, Cirrus SR22s that came in all the way from um, China. Wow! Yeah, it uh, uh, is over uh, shooting um, shooting photographs of nine two seven during the day sometimes uh, with a buddy of mine, and he'd heard about it, and he went over and and found them, and actually talked to s- some of the pilots and. They told them like how many days it took them to get there and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's some serious dedication <laughs> to and a whole lot of fuel. Yeah, that's that's a lot of avgas. 
mm-hmm. and you got to fly it, you know, all the way up through Russia, down through Alaska, Canada. That's yeah. that's a haul, man. Yeah, that's that's some serious navigating going on right there, man. That's cool. But uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, on uh, on what is it uh, Sunday? On Sunday, I, re- I really didn't do too much other than run back into the show, and I know ne- I didn't even go to the air show at all. I went back in and said goodbye to to uh, Jason Shepard of M Zero A and and talked with him for a little bit, and then went over and talked with uh, um, Jonathan from uh, um, Plane Schemers. Um, hung out with him for a little bit. He's he does he's got such a fantastic business for. Um, uh, majority of his business is, is actually drawing airplane schemes for people um, and then have and then then they take them to whoever to have their plane painted or whatever but he does right. does a fair amount of painting too but I'd say I'd say uh, 70 80 percent of his business is just drawing up schemes and stuff man that guy is so talented some of the stuff a lot of the planes that he does are right there at Oshkosh and have, have won grand championships before which is really cool that's very cool. Um, so that was, yeah. I, I wish I had that kind of talent. I, 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 I try and do stuff like uh, one time I tried to like um, uh, plagiarize a website because I liked the idea of it and stuff, and I, I couldn't even manage to 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 match it what they were doing, you know, because I got I got so little creativity when it comes to that stuff. I can hardly color inside the lines. <laughs> I always say that you, you guys who do uh, who do you know coding and so forth for a living, you know that that takes a lot of a lot of uh, creativity too. Sometimes you know where what I do and networking and stuff like that, it's all very logical and and just makes you know sense because everything just has a certain working order. Whereas what you do, you know, takes it has a little bit of a leeway and you know you can just kind of flow with it and whatever. Makes no sense at all. <laughs> so well i'm uh i i came back with a little bit of knowledge and, and did some did, did a little bit of uh homework while i was there trying to figure out a lot about insurance and and with clubs and how it all works and pretty much no matter how you slice it it sounds like um if you're gonna have a group of people whether it be a club or a partnership equity partnership whatever there's a few different ways ways to bake this cake it sounds like but at the end of the day the person with the uh, lowest time is who's gonna who's gonna dictate like the cost of uh, insurance for that plane at least right yep there it's the it's the least common denominator that's not mm. the right phrase but it's yeah it's yeah. The, it's the low man yeah they gotta ruin it for everybody so <laughs> gotta fly more just yeah. Gotta fly more. Gotta get that instrument rating. That's the that's the tax you pay for uh, for that first year, and then you know just go out there and fly the fly to fly the uh, the prop off the dang thing and get your hours mm-hmm. in it and get another rating and you know you're gonna pay that stupid tax for that first year, and then after that it shouldn't be so bad. Well, the numbers you were given, I mean, it was it was a radical change for the instrument rating in a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah, the best I could do was like uh, um, get some quotes based on what they had quoted or what they had sold for policies recently to other other pilots in similar situations. Sure, that's so, and that's reasonable. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I because I didn't have a you know an end number to give them with all the facts and details of a plane that I own, nor you know, nor was I quite ready for that. But uh, and I found someone uh, locally here I need to reach out to that has pretty much the exact plane that I'm interested in, which is a Turbo Aero Four. Um, and first I'm going to ask him if he's interested in partnership. Uh, answer is probably going to be no, but then I'm going to see if he'll. Uh, He'll go take me up in it and, and get me a little bit of time in it so I know what I'm getting into. So can I ask, um, mm. why a Turbo Aero 4 instead of a uh, like a Cherokee? Um, oh, just a Cherokee? Just a regular Cherokee? Yeah, like a 180. Uh, I, just, I, want, I just want the speed more than anything. Um, I, the, my goal was really to get something that would do about 1,000 pounds of useful load seat four people or have four seats, I should say really more than anything um, and do about 200 miles an hour. So, I mean, I, I, you could bump it up to um, what's the, like a Dakota or something like that, that has the, or Cherokee 235 or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but now you're doing instead of 120 knots, like 135 knots, maybe. Um, yeah. Our Dakota is about 140. 144. Okay. Um, the arrow is, I, I, it's a normally aspirated arrow, but unless mm. you're flying really, really high, a turbo arrow is going to be slower than a normally aspirated arrow is. Um, oh, at lower altitudes. At lower altitudes. Um, yeah. And our ours is true, uh, trues out at 135. Okay. Um, for a data point. Okay. Um, you can put speed mods on them, like gap seals and, and stuff like that. Um, and get a couple more knots, but that's that's about it. Yeah, I yeah, think the arrow's a bit of an odd duck in that it's not very fast, but it has retractable gear, so you pay high insurance and high um, maintenance costs because they have to swing the gear at every annual. Sure, um, but you you don't get much more speed. You get fifteen twenty knots over an archer, but the the cost is is a lot compared to um compared to an archer okay well i'd like to go up in that dude's plane and find out what's what i mean because and the reason is because i want to you know if i if we want to run to colorado and go visit michelle's brother and other family or whatever or go to california or whatever um we can do it and and in a, in a fairly you know steady clip you know to be able to Go pretty quick. So the the, the turbo up up higher in the in the teens, according to all the stuff that I've read online, um, is a hundred and seventy knot airplane. Um, okay. But I, you know, like you say, you got to see it to believe it. You know, I'd I'd like to go in that guy's plane and and being in, in Phoenix, we you know we're around mountains all over the place. One, just to go up north, if I wanted to just go get a burger at uh, at. Uh, um, Flagstaff, I, I got to get to 9,000, 10,000 feet to get there. Right. Yeah, um, no, it's yeah. a good point. I just, I just thought I'd ping that a little bit. Um, out here yeah. in the flatlands, it's, yeah, it it's really, if you don't have de-ice, there's no reason to get a turbo up oh. in where I live. Yeah. Um, or if you're, unless you're going to fly over the lakes, the Great Lakes. Um, yeah. If you're going to do that, then a, something that can get high enough to keep you within gliding distance of shore makes a lot of sense. Here. Yeah. Like yeah, a bunch of balloons with a chair under it. <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of balloons with a chair underneath it. 
Well, you know, it was a bunch of and, balloons, so he's got and, redundancy. Yeah, and a BB gun to adjust altitude with. He had a knife. <laughs> um, yeah, according to like uh, uh, Global Air, GlobalAir.com, they say that a, a Turbo Arrow um, max speed is 178 knots, and normal cruise is 172. Economy cruise is 153. Uh, again, and, and I don't, you know, who knows what, you know, speed mods add to any of that, or if that's a plane that they did that had speed mods in it. Um, so yeah, I'd love to go see firsthand, have that guy, you know, pay, pay for lunch and go up North and show me what this thing can do at altitude. It'd be great. That's kind of the goal. Um, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. It's at, at the end of the day, it, uh, I don't I don't need it right now. But and, and it looks like a, you know from what I've been watching, I, I go look at planes every single day. I'm still seeing some of the same ones that I've seen for two months up there now, which is a big change from what it, what the market was even a couple two three months ago, um, where there you had three buyers for every plane. Now it looks like there's room for negotiations again. So that's good. Even though the, the starting prices on these are still a bit above what they should be. I think, uh, I think there's going to be room for negotiation, which is going to be nice. So we will see how that goes. I'll definitely keep you guys uh, appeased and uh, apprised of the uh, apprise that is of, uh, of the upcoming decisions on what's what, who knows, maybe I just go something uh, a little bit more economical or get a 150 <laughs> IFR rated fly the crap out of it for a year or two get your rating yeah sell it and upgrade when your insurance will be cheaper on a bigger and get something a little bigger yeah i thought about that too there was there was this one there was this one plane um that was at the show and shoot i can't i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but i'll i'll think of it here in a minute but um, so brand new aircraft, it was an SLSA, so two-seater uh, Rotax engine, and had an incredible IFR platform of glass panel stuff in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no and, IFR in, a, in an LSA? No, you can in this SLSA oh. um, because of the, it being factory made and so forth. Because um, that was my question to the, to the rep there. I was like, can I get IFR instruction in it, number one? Yes. Can I file IFR flight plans and fly them in this aircraft? And he said, yes. Cause oh. I, cause I thought the same thing with you. And, and, and then I went and looked it up and I was like, is that right? Or is he just doing sales pitch stuff? <laughs> and nice. so I, I found, I wanted to make sure the the correct verbiage was out there. So, um, because just because it's equipped doesn't mean you're allowed to fly it in IFR conditions. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because you can do a Sonax, right? Build one of those. They're LSA capable. You can build it to be LSA capable. You just can't. Not LSA. File IFR you mean as I- a sport pilot? Yeah, yeah. You mean IFR capable? Yeah. yeah no, you can. I mean, it is an LSA. If you put certain engines on it, it's no longer an LSA. Oh, I see. <laughs> so if you have to do the Aero V. Yeah. Right, but there's the 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 sport pilot. Someone with a sports pilot certificate can't file IFR. They can't. Exactly. get an instrument rating on a sport um on a 
sport pilot certificate, the plane might be capable. And the, the last I had heard was that the original LSAs were, and then they took that privilege away. Because um, well, the 150, maybe, right, was like just outside. Um, oh, of the of the weight. Yeah, the 150s was just outside the weight category. And supposedly that's, it sounds like a lot of LSA uh, changes may be coming and a whole bunch of airplanes might be uh, fitting in that category. Yeah, it looks like there's a pretty big change to kind of get rid of FAR 23 for little airplanes. That'll be interesting. I just, I just very interesting. posted the link in our, uh, in our chat there. So it's the Va- Va- Vashon Ranger. Um, oh, oh. So, anyways, hunt the total loaded one to the max. The guy said you can get your ATP rating in this thing um, because it has it meets all the requirements, anyways. Because it, it has an advanced what do you call it? Advanced. Uh, what's the new category? That, uh, TAA. Te- oh, t- yeah, technically advanced aircraft, right? That's what it. Would That'll get you to the commercial, but to get an ATP, you need sim time. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, so this, the plane loaded up with their best package is 160 grand, brand new. Which, if you think about and it's it, it's an ASTM certificated aircraft. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's SLSA is what he says it is, and he said it's it's certificated in order to do instrument rating and 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 your commercial rating for that matter. But uh, nice. I don't, yeah. Interesting. Not not a real pretty airplane, if I if I must say so, but uh, but uh, cheap nonetheless. When when I think about a brand new airplane that has the instrument package that this does um, for 160 grand autopilot, the whole bit, um, that's pretty bad. That's pretty good. 160 grand. Dual All Garmin in. GTN 650XIs. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a nice, capable airplane. And then you go, okay, but for 160 grand, what else can you buy, right? <laughs> That's how my mind works, right? And now I'm back into, oh, I can get a, I can get a, I can get a Mooney with a decent panel in it and go, uh, you know, 150 <laughs> knots in that and have right. more capability. Yeah, it'll be a used Mooney with its own, uh, with different insurance, very different insurance. And yes. So you know yeah. some other changes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you can do it. Yeah, uh, as as they say, how much money does it take to get into aviation? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to become a millionaire in aviation? Start with two million. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so the 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 only reason I even knew about this plane is because my second cousin, who I haven't seen for probably twenty five years, has been going to Oshkosh for like forty years. My mom says, "Hey." My cousin, blah, 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 uh, is at Oshkosh. Here's his number. You should text him and, and look him up. So I text him, and sure enough, I find him uh, camping and so forth and go hang out with him and talk to him for a while. And he had mentioned that. And uh, he's got he, – he's, he's, he's had two airplanes uh, like for the last 20-some years of, of different kinds. Like he has a Mooney, and he's got like a, a, a Tailwheel Cessna 1. 80 or 185 i can't remember whatever um yeah some sort of tail dragger uh cessna 
bigger one of the bigger ones. I can't remember which. Um, so we chit chatted for a long time. He's got a house. He's got a house in uh, in Wisconsin, I think it is, and another one in in Florida. So he's back and forth depending on seasons. So that was that was cool to catch up with family that I didn't know I had. That's been at Oshkosh every year I've been. <laughs> yeah. It's only, ta- it's only taken 11 years to find them, but that's fine. <laughs> what else? Oh, uh, the uh, the numbers came in uh, a, f- a few days back, um, and I uh, had a had a record year, of course. Uh, trying to find the information on 650,000. There you go. Uh, you know, uh, Owen was a little overestimating on the number of airplanes. <laughs> um, what did he, he come up with? A million. Yeah. Is at least a million. Yeah, that'd be high. It felt like it. Yeah. You know, to him, <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between 10,000 plus and a million? Yeah. You know? So last year we had 608,000, this year 650,000. And, and, you know, I think uh, a lot of it probably has to do with the uh, international travelers that were able to come this year. Of course, we had Ken Mist back at the camp from Canada. So, yeah, we, we were missing quite a few um, uh, people from overseas uh, last year that got to come this year, which was nice. Uh, a lot of the other numbers are, are, are fairly simil- similar uh, from, from uh, one year to the next as far as aircraft. They just always put 10,000 plus. So... And uh, the uh, One Week Wonder, which was a, what was it, an RV? Nope, it was a Sonex oh, y- Sonic uh, YX, YX speed YX. model. Yeah, yep. that got that got uh, to taxi under its own power uh, on schedule. Um, so that was cool. That's three for three that they've been able to do uh, with that program. That's pretty impressive if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, heck. I mean, it, it, it almost... And, and I don't think much of it has to do with all the people coming up there and, and putting in their own rivet because that would take longer to do than just a, a couple of guys on a wing just pounding it out. You know, they could knock out those wings and <laughs> in a day. Uh, but uh, uh, I went up and, and got my rivet in this wing, too, and signed it just like all the rest. So that was really cool. We got two. Me and uh, we're on one of the flaps. I don't know which side. but oh, Okay. I meant to yeah, and just forgot at the end of the day <laughs> yeah i made sure owen went over and uh he was excited that was one of the i think one of the highlights of the week for him was being able to do that awesome um of course now he's taking that knowledge and saying he's going to build a helicopter so, there you go there you go uh, we'll, we'll, we'll i like it he hates your money <laughs> I, he does well according to him he's gonna become a minecraft youtuber and make a million dollars and so he's gonna buy Heck yeah. um, mommy a new house and car me an airplane and him a helicopter so i'm all right I'm all right with that yeah it's <laughs> got good priorities sounds good to me i there asked him go. if we could buy the house though on an airport and and i didn't get a yes on that one though so i'm, I'm gonna keep working that angle oh you're gonna have to take him to one of those my life goal <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever convince the uh, rest of the family to do that one, but <laughs> one can dream. Yeah, we've looked at it a little bit. I'm not sure if we'll ever do it, but we've we've looked at it. There's um there's uh t- two or three of them kind of local in the in the Phoenix metro area, and all of them are ridiculously expensive. Way more than just you know um, a regular property 
uh, regular house of, of of similar size or whatever. But when I go to like, like it has something to do with aviation. Well, yeah. no, it's like I go I go look at like Florida and Texas and stuff like that for for places like that. I'm like going, oh yeah, I could go there and and I could sell my house for what I can sell it for and go down there and save two hundred grand. It's like, but I don't know why. Yeah, but for the people who live there, they're probably like, oh, it's so expensive. Right? Yeah, maybe that's the case. Sure is. I'm sure it probably is. Living in Maryland, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Hey, yeah. I'm coming to Maryland. I know. Are you, are you actually coming into Maryland, or are you going to D.C.? I'm going to Gaithersburg, so yes, I'm flying into Maryland. Nice. You've got some good food on the airport there. I used to work right next to the airport. We used to go there all the time for lunch. Oh, really? You've got to run into D.C. and go to the Udvar Hazy Center if you have Oh, it. yeah. No, we're the oh, whole fun. point of the of the trip is to go into D.C. and to... Oh, cool. Smithsonian's and Udvar Hazy and all, yeah. the, all the things. Aiden's a real history nerd, so and, awesome. and I am a bit of a history nerd. So we're gonna we're gonna prowl around DC for a while and give John an excuse to go out to the Udvar Hazy. There you go. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to come back and and hit up some more museums and stuff. We were out there for a few days a couple of years ago john even uh took the subway with uh, aiden and came over and we went through we went through Probably the smithsonian downtown or not with aiden i'm sorry no <laughs> with owen three-year-old owen yeah owen and uh and we went through the smithsonian uh air and space in in downtown so that was that was pretty cool i didn't realize how much space stuff they had in there it is a lot um, they're redoing a bunch of that right now. I think might even be partially closed. Hmm. I think the, the downtown one. I mean, Udvar is still good. Um, I mean, there's always like I always have the nostalgia for like the original, you know, downtown Smithsonian. But Udvar is just oh, it's such a different experience. <laughs> yeah, it's so much better. Honestly, I was yeah. like, I, my jaw was at uh, you know agape the whole time just walking around that place going oh my gosh how do they get all this stuff in here i mean they still keep you know some of the apollo capsules and like the spirit of st louis x15 like they're all still in the um you know the original one yeah and they've got that skylab which is cool because you can walk through the skylab yeah skylab was neat but yeah nothing compares to udvar i mean i just remember i did take uh owen to udvar a couple of years ago and he was obsessed with the space shuttle and he was just that was like his favorite thing. Um, on my uh, on my fl- flight back home, I'm sitting next to a guy, and uh, par- apparently he's a he's a helicopter salesman for Rotorex. Um, Don't give him yeah. no one's info. I know, right? Um, it used to be called Rotaway. Remember, Rotaway helicopters. Now it's Rotorex. Oh, um, really? Yeah, the kit built helicopters. Yeah. So they're I didn't local. Know they yeah, they're local out here in, in Phoenix and stuff. And so he he was uh, he's going to start uh, his journey on his uh, p- to get his pilot's license here pretty soon. And then after he gets his pilot's license, they will pay to transition him to helicopters, which I thought is awesome. Oh, he's going to get his pilot's license in airplanes. Yes, and then transition. So he's a future. I I told him about the podcast. So he's a he's a future guest for our podcast to talk about this little journey. Fun, yeah, that'd be great. Those uh, a lot of those rotaway helicopters are uh, just nice looking helicopters. Usually, the way they're done and and uh, um, and um, 
affordable, honestly, as far as helicopters goes. Um, as affordable as you can make 000. one of those. But I mean, you can get you can get uh, ones that are you know used for like sixty, seventy grand, eighty grand. Um, but uh, the utility of them is you know <laughs> not quite what an airplane is. Definitely not if you're trying to take a family somewhere. Yeah, they're not really go places vehicles. Yeah, that explains why at Oshkosh they all show up on trailers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a message yeah. there. Yeah, well, no, it's like you go over to uh, you go over to that uh, the ultralight area, and outside the the gate off of the road, you see all these trucks and trailers sitting over there because all those a lot of those people brought them in on on trailers and then <laughs> fly them in and leave them inside the uh, inside the ultralight ultralight area for whenever they get to go up each day. So <laughs> we were driving home last year, I remember from Oshkosh, um, um, and. Uh, Someone with a truck and trailer with a road away on the back of it was uh, right in front of us. I was like, uh, you know, you're you know, you're leaving Oshkosh when? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Anywho, any uh, anything else you think we're uh, missing? I think we've I think we kind of covered it. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, definitely a w- different show for me. Um, Sure. But successful. So uh, hopefully next year uh, we're going to try to do a little longer. Um, his, uh, you know, I think Owen's favorite thing of the whole show was the night air show. Oh, cool. Um, so when he found out there's two, he got a little upset that we weren't staying for the last one. And I was like, it just didn't work <laughs> out, kid. <laughs> so yeah. uh, next year, it sounds like I'm going to have to at least try to really try to leave on Sunday or maybe Monday or figure something else out. So. There you go. Um, see what I can do. I don't think we'll be flying up next year yet. I don't. I don't think that's going to be around. But uh, I mean, I'm really trying to get back up in the air now. So I was going to call the flight school today, but I, I was actually in my office. This uh, had to go into the office today, so I didn't get a chance to to call. But I'm going to make a, you know, hopefully schedule something for toward the end of the month once I have a couple free weekend mornings and can brave the Bay Bridge traffic over there. But I'm studying. I'm learning my speeds. Woohoo. And uh, see what happens. Awesome. Well, the more you study, the more the bug kicks in. So, Oshkosh, you know, just kind of rejuvenates that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For I mean, sure. me and. Uh, me and Grant, well, before we left, we said next year we have to both be current by the time we come back. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah. Of course, now the problem is I'm, I've, you know, in, in doing my research and learning, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, let me, um, you know, let me find some people who are flying RVs. And then, of course, I end up down the rabbit hole of um, builders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now I'm going down the YouTube building rabbit hole and I'm like, man, now I want to really get a garage and start like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Building some airplanes. You can always find a partially built project real easily, I think. <laughs> Seems to be a never-ending yeah, but... supply of those. That's a little scary at the same time, isn't it? Uh-huh. It's like, wh- which rivet did they leave off on, and how much documentation <laughs> do they have? And <laughs> exactly. You're I'll, literally... I'll take a fresh kit. <laughs> You're literally starting on page one of the of the manual and saying, okay, that looks like it was done. That looks like it was done. Okay, here's where they left off. Yeah, and I, I always, you know, 
you know, I, I've always cursory looked at like some of the Sonics kits and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you know, I could get the quick build and do it. And I'm like, man, it looks like they do so much for you. Um, it's like, how much is really left? And then I, the more I'm getting into some of the stuff, I'm like, oh, there's a lot left. <laughs> there's a lot left, like doing <laughs> the lot engine and the fuel lines and the tanks and the, <laughs> the panel avionics yeah. and the <laughs> controls. But, and it's even, um, you know, every piece that you're about to write, you know, all the prep and the, you know, the um, priming and all the other stuff to burying and everything. Like even when they've poked the holes for you, there's still so much work that has to be done. So yeah, don't build an airplane unless you love building airplanes. If you, if See, you that's the thing. I love an airplane. I love building things. So like, it is definitely something I, I want to do one day. Now is not the time to do it, but <laughs> one day, not maybe me. when the kid's older. I would love to. Yeah. I would never fly in a plane that I built. <laughs> no, I got no problem with that. Somebody else flies it first. <laughs> Speaking of, if you like, uh, if you like uh, building airplanes or watching people build airplanes, you can uh, join uh, Ken and Melissa Viard uh, and watch them build their RV-14. They got a nice little YouTube channel of all the process so far. Um, November 14, uh, Victor Echo. That's right. November 1 for Victor Echo, RV-14 Builders. They've, uh... Stole my recommendation for the <gasps> podcast. <laughs> I was going to I was gonna say, I, I got onto their stuff and started, um, you know, watching some of their building after hearing them talk about it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like fun. And I saw the, they had a picture today where they put, the, uh, put a little bit of the tail to sleep in their bedroom. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I half, just started. Half the tail kit went into their guest bedroom, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but make make really, a desk out of it until you need it. Yeah. It's a, well, the problem is supply chain right now. Everything's out of order and everybody's, you know, kits going out at weird times and sounds like a very fun time to be building parts for aviation. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Pasadena. Well, I think we've we've got to put a fork in it. Fork time. Yeah. Uh, any other shout outs for the end of the episode other than um, obligatory? Um, I'm going to make this PC assistant mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan, Dan uh, just everybody else. Interim. Everyone at Camp Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah everyone at Camp Bacon, um, all the volunteers that put in time at Oshkosh uh, at EAA to make it uh, just an amazing experience. Could, couldn't happen without them. Yeah. And and definitely, you know, a place that you can bring the family and really have a good time. Mm, for sure. Um, yeah, my kid's almost all grown up and he still comes back. <laughs> Driving himself now. Yep. All right. Well, just a reminder, uh, if you want to reach us all, you can reach us all at podcast in the pattern podcast.com. We're always on Twitter is in the pattern or on Facebook, facebook.com slash in the pattern podcast. Um, send over suggestions, comments critiques everything we love getting feedback um and hope to see you at next oshkosh so with that we'll wrap up this episode of the in the pattern podcast I'd like to thank y'all for listening remember make left traffic you're cleared for the option